Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1997's Scream 2. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Watch This As An Adult, episode 84. We're going to be talking about Scream 2. We are deep inside horror month. I am here with Mistress Shauna. Say hello to the people. Hello. Hello. We're going to be doing, uh, before we before we start with the review of Scream 2, we're going to do things I watched this week, but we're going to do things a little bit different this time. Shauna has... A thing that she watched this week. So, you want to tell everybody what you watched this week? Squid Game. Is it Squid Games or Squid Game? I think it's Squid Games. Yes. No, I think it's Squid Game, right? Is it Squid Game? Yes, yeah, Squid Game. Uh, she watched that. We she watched from, that uh, from Netflix. Yeah. And you want to tell them? You want to tell everybody what you thought about it? Because I didn't really watch it. I watched like little parts of it but i wasn't really inter- interested in the show i know shocking i'm the only person that was not into fucking squid squid games but uh <laughs> but <laughs> you were interested in it so you could talk about it yeah i watched all the episodes i just finished it tonight and i really love the show i can't wait for the second season to come and um i I love everything about it. It was very different. It reminds me of um, Saw. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's it has like a jigsaw element to it. You know what I mean? But with, you know, children games, like the games that we used to play when we were young, like not all of them, but like, you know, like Tug of Wars and, and also uh, Red Light, Green Light and stuff like that. But instead, when you're eliminated, you're not removed you know, from the game, like, you're, like, literally, like, off, like, you're killed, you know, you're so I thought that, I, murdered. Yeah, I, I think that was pretty interesting, <laughs> um, my favorite game of, you know, Squid Game was the Tug of War, uh-huh. I, that, I think that was, like, the famous, uh, for me, I, I think it was, like, 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 my favorite, um, episode, mm-hmm. um, and how there's, like, a, older contender there who used to play all those games because you know in this time they didn't have wi-fi and and video games so what they did to entertain themselves back then were to play you know kid games and stuff like that right and which was funny because it was like the younger the contenders were the more they didn't know anything about the kid games not even red light green light and you know that's like for us like who haven't played red light green light but in with the zillennials they're like what is that you know stuff like that yeah or what is tug of war and stuff so i I just thought that was very interesting that you know as generation progress and technology they they tend to you know not know these kid games that the boomers used to play the generation x used to play and also the beginning of millennials and stuff like that so yeah, that was pretty interesting to to know about that mm. what i did not like because i have taken a liking to a contender which is ali that was my heart <laughs> don't spoil it now you know what i'm saying but he he was a really nice 
guy. Like yeah, he I saw was the guy. really sweet. He was always sacrificing himself, saving people's lives, and then for them to turn against him like that. That was just so sad. That really broke my heart. Yeah, that's why yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like how they did, uh, you know, Ali wrong. Yeah, I saw a little. I saw a little bit of that when I was glancing over at the uh, at your computer screen when you were looking at it. I saw a little bit of that, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he was too nice. He was yeah. too nice. Yeah, yeah and it, it cost. Him. And it I cost shouldn't say him. that. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, it really did. It was but, sad. But yeah, um, I just yeah, we, let's just get let's get to um. Would you recommend it? Let's just say that. Would you yeah, recommend it? Yeah, most yeah, most definitely. If you have Netflix, go see it. Yeah. Well, while you're watching Squid Game or Squid Games or whatever the fuck it's called, um, I am embarking on an Iron Man journey myself right now. Uh, I am trying to watch all sixty episodes of The Wire. That's five seasons of The Wire. I'm trying. I'm trying my best because I've heard for the longest everybody say, oh my God, The Wire is such a good show. You need to watch The Wire. You know, and usually I'm I'm a guy that's up on shows like that, but The Wire missed me. Mm-hmm. I Maybe because... I don't think I was watching like it came out while the wire came out while I was still in high school. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, maybe that was that, maybe I was just too young, you know, to understand the wire. And like it just it the it just I see commercials for it on like HBO and stuff like that, and I'd be like, eh, it's not yeah. really interesting to me. Yeah. And now that I'm now that I'm an adult, I'm a middle aged man now, now I wanna watch the wire. <laughs> <laughs> A show that ended like 13 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's understanding around that time we had Pokemon, we had Digimon, we had all these incredible anime shows at that time. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was watching. being around that age, why you want to take time on to watch The Wire? Yeah, I was, watching, I was watching a lot of anime at that time. Yeah, <laughs> you know anime was, was like really big around that time. I was watching a lot of anime at that time. So, like, I was, yeah, The Wire just missed me. Hey, so now I'm a middle-aged man. I want to watch The Wire. So I'm trying to watch all 60 episodes of The Wire. So far, I got through five so right. so far. Right. Uh, I'm, I'll probably try some more tomorrow. I'm, I'm off tomorrow. I'm not really doing shit. So I was like, I could watch The Wire. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. So that's my, that's my um, task. Yeah. For the week or maybe the month you know is me watching the wire and i'll come back here i'll come back here each week and tell you how far i've gotten with the wire okay that's gonna be that's gonna be the task to tell you guys how far i've gotten through the wire that's a kanye west song yeah uh, <laughs> but i was thinking about that too so I'll let you guys know how far I've gotten with that show we will be back with the review for Scream 2 right after this
Hello and welcome back to the show, Scream 2 from 1997. Uh, We're going to talk about how we saw it as a kid. I'm going to talk about how I saw it as a kid. I saw this movie like a year later on cable actually, Mm -hmm. is how I saw it. I remember I liked watching it a lot. Every time it would come on, I would just watch the movie a lot, and then all of a sudden I just fucking stop. I haven't seen this movie in years, actually. So, right. <laughs> so but, but how'd you see it? At home. You saw it at home. I believe I've seen that at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing it at home. Mm-hmm. It seemed like maybe a, it it kind of gave you a feeling that maybe you've seen it in a theater before, mm-hmm. and you probably didn't. I'm not for sure. Yeah. I guess because of the theater scene, I don't know. Right. So. Right. Um, I was just getting into technical. It's like, it's not just really not a lot of nostalgia, you know, in in this of how I seen it. But um, let's get into the technical. This movie was directed by the late great Wes Craven, who also directed the first screen, and famously he directed all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, okay. Yes, that he he's the creator of Freddy Krueger. So uh, he did. He, he he's he, that's his claim to fame, really. Right. Um, the screenplay was written once again by Kevin Williamson. We already we actually reviewed another Kevin Williamson written film last week, and I know what you did last summer. Right. He also did the screen movies. I think I mentioned that on the last uh, on the last episode we did. Uh, this movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 81%. The movie has a budget, had a budget, sorry, had a budget of $24 million and brought in $172.4 million at the box office. It was a huge success. Right. I think it might have made more than the sequel. I think it might have made more than the first one. Mm. I think it might have. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'm trying to remember. I don't know, but it, 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 if it if it got more sequels, it had to top, you know, <laughs> the first one. Right. But yeah, another fun fact: this movie was released on my birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> December twelfth, nineteen ninety seven. So it was a Christmas film. <laughs> I guess it was a A lot of the screen movies were released like late like late winter like like in like the winter like around like December January like they got the new screen movie coming out it's coming out next year in January mm-hmm. cause like I think that's like I think that's like they're, they're, that's just their sweet spot right there they come out either like in December or January mm-hmm. cause I think like Scream 3 came out in January mm-hmm. you know I think I was still in high school with Scream so we gotta do Scream 3 <laughs> 2 also <laughs> down the line <laughs> So uh, we got to do that one also. But uh, we don't have to do Screen 4 because we were grown-ass people when that came out. So, uh, right. so we don't have to do that one. But another fun fact, other titles that were considered for this movie were Scream Again, Scream Louder, <laughs> Scream Louder, and Scream the Sequel. Obviously, it didn't go in any of those. Out of all three of those, what, what would be a, a great title? You think would be a great title for all three of those? For, out of out of the three of those titles, if they didn't go with Screen Two, 
What would be a great name for Scream 2 or just out of those? Out of these three. Uh, scream no more. I don't know. <laughs> scream no more. It's either gonna be out of Scream again, Scream louder, or Scream the sequel. Last Scream. What? But there was more screams after this, so you can't say last scream. Yeah, but I wanted to end so many screams, so it's gonna be the last scream. Because <laughs> like just it's out of these three titles. Cover your mouth so you cannot scream. Okay. You know what? Move, 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 moving on. Moving on. Um, All right. Enough with the screams. How okay. about that? <laughs> moving on. We, okay. Uh, <laughs> you jokester. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about my pros. I was, this is my this is the, I picked this movie. I'm going to start it off. Uh, I'm talking about my pros and cons, things I liked, things I didn't like about Scream 2. The first thing uh, is Jada Pinkett Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Jada Pinkett Smith, for the amount of time she's in this movie, is friggin' hilarious. It is. She is hilarious. I also love how the trailer. You you, you remember the Scream Two trailer, like right. the, when they would show it, and it made you think she was gonna be all made, through that movie. Yeah, I love how it tricks you with the thinking she's in this movie more than what she is. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, because I remember I was like, oh shit, Jada Pinkett, oh shit, and because uh, like Jada Pinkett Smith in the nineties, she was like actually like a rising star she was like an up-and-coming young actress yeah like she was she was like her star was actually rising in like the mid 90s right mid to late 90s and i really thought it was gonna be like her breakout role you know i thought it was gonna be her breakout you know like i think at this time she had just got married to will smith yeah i believe around this time right so like i was like oh shit i was like will's will's a star Jada's gonna be a star. They're gonna be a star couple. You know, like she's gonna be getting big roles. He's gonna be getting big roles. You know, it turned out he was the one getting the big roles. You know, just <laughs> because she sacrifices so she can, you know, stay with the kids they, they, and they, groom they, them. And they stuff did like have that. they did have children like shortly after this. Yeah, Jaden and she Willow. She chose motherhood. What's wrong with that? You yeah. Know? So yeah. But, like, I really thought this was going to be, like, her breakout. She's, like, big things were going to happen for her. But right. she's good. She's good in the, in the amount of time she's in this movie. She's really good in it. Right. Uh, the whole movie is just, like, so funny. Mm-hmm. This movie's, like, more of a comedy than a horror film to me. Mm-hmm. You know? I even thought that. I don't even know if I said that. But I even thought that kind of about the first screen. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, it's it's more funny mm-hmm. than scary. Yeah, right. You know, because at the time there was like a lot of like the court TV stuff going on. This movie right. really was trying its best to be like a satire on like the court TV era. Right. This was like the kind of like the beginning of it. Like ninety seven right. was kind of like the beginning of the court TV era. Really, like ninety. Four ninety five, right? Was it because like I reviewed a uh, another movie like a couple months ago? I think over the past so this past summer called Jury Duty, right? With uh, Pauly Shore, and I I don't know if I talked about that there, but like because like that movie was kind of supposed to be like a parody on court TV, mm-hmm. 
you know, because Court TV, that movie came out in 95, and Court TV was, like, getting real hot because mm-hmm. of, like, the O.J. Simpson case. Right. You know, so we're talking about O.J. again. <laughs> Second episode in a row, we're talking about O.J. But, uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, a real slasher film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that motherfucker's real. That motherfucker's real scary motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh... yeah, he, is the, he's, he is the real ghost face killer. He is the real life ghost face killer. Right. The isotope killer. But, uh, right. but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah, that, that shit was starting to get. That shit was starting to get hot. Like, this is like like the peak of Core TV. Now, Core TV is not really nothing. Right. Really? It's like, oh, trials on TV. You know, who gives a shit? You know, but this is like when it was really hot. And, like, they were really, like, trying to satirize that because the killer, um, one of the killers, because there's two in here, actually. Mm -hmm. One of the killers was really trying to get on Core TV so he can get famous. Mm -hmm. That's why he was killing everybody. (laughs) <laughs> he was killing people so he could get on court TV and get famous, get infamous. Right. Is what he was doing. Uh uh another thing I love in here, I love the parody movie within a movie mm-hmm. with uh Tori Spelling and Luke Wilson. Yeah. Which I just realized that was Luke Wilson <laughs> this whole time. Right. <laughs> Cause I looked that up, I was like, whoa. Cause you re- you remember I said I was like, yo, is that Luke is that Luke Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't tell it on that hair in his face. Oh, that hair in his face. Yeah, I couldn't tell that was him. <laughs> that was funny. I, I I thought that was hilarious. That was, it was. It's to be. It was kind of like a parody of a parody of a parody. Of a parody. It was just like just into windows throughout, you yeah. know, because the whole movie is pretty much like you said, like a satire of slasher films, pretty much. In yeah. A way. And kind of paying homage to all those films in a way too. Right. It helps that. Uh, one of the, the directors of that heyday directed this film too, you know, right, so, so right. like that also helped. So, um, yeah, man, but I love that. I thought that shit was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, my man Dewey. Yeah. Let's talk about Dewey. <laughs> Dewey is David Arquette's best role ever, I think. Okay. Because, like, he gives, like, his best performance in this character. He gives his all. Yeah, in this character, mm-hmm. yeah, cause like this the commitment, cause uh, Dewey got stabbed up in right. the first movie. Right, so he's like handicapped. Yeah, so he's handicapped. He's walking with a limp when he was running. When, they... <laughs> <laughs> when he was running, <laughs> I think they had a scene with like like when they're in like the the the, the film room. Yeah, he did come off as slow. You yeah. know what I mean? So. <laughs> And like they were like kind of like running, but they like I'm trying to remember were they running from the killer him and uh, Courtney Cox? Yeah, and he came to the rescue, but he had that ridiculous. He had that you know, run. run. He had that run. <laughs> 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 that run. I was like, this motherfucker. Remember that? Uh, I don't know if people people will know this. This is probably gonna go with people's head. Remember that? Uh, that uh, skit that Mike Epps used to do, or that character that Mike Epps used to do, the comedian Mike Epps used to do called Chicken Wing Jones. Yes! <laughs> Dewey reminds me of Chicken Wing Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is hilarious. His fucking arm. Especially when he's running and what Mike he's... Epps is loving. Go, Chicken Wing, go! Go, Chicken Wing, go! <laughs> 
That's funny as fuck, man. But he gives his all. He is dedicated <laughs> to this fucking role. I love it. Right. I love the shit out of it. This is David Arquette's best performance. Uh, my favorite scene in this movie is the car scene. Is the uh towards the end mm-hmm. where uh Sydney and her friend like they're getting driven by the because like Sydney has to have like police detail with her after the killer comes after her again. Yes, Ghostface is back, mm-hmm. and so she has to have cops walking with her. So. Uh, she has to be transported to like a safe house. Right. Her and a friend are getting transported to a safe house. Which is like around the corner because their yeah. whole damn neighborhood looks like a safe house. So. Yeah. And like the part where like the cops, you know, spoiler, the cops get killed just like in every fucking slasher film. <laughs> uh, the cops I mean, get did you see the ghost place killer like did some Jackie Chan shit and he hops over <laughs> Like the roof of the car and kicked the shit out of that other cop. cop I was yeah. like, oh my goodness. Like Yeah. But yeah, but anyway, yeah, he crashes he crashes the car. Right. Right. And he gets knocked out. Right. For a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so Sydney and her friend, I think her friend's name is Hallie. Mm-hmm. Sydney and Hallie are um stuck. They're like stuck in the in the back of the car because like the back of the cars for criminals they can't get out right and they got that gate yeah they got that child proof lock yeah, yeah got the child proof lock and they got the gates kind of like uh damn it kind of like i know what you did last time didn't they do that with sarah michelle geller when like she was in the back of the cop car and she couldn't get out the back of the cop car or some shit like that i'm trying to remember i can't Right, and then she breaks the window. She had to break the window, yeah. out. Yeah, but here, um, god damn it, they, this motherfucker stole from himself. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's recycle, <laughs> you know. This motherfucker stole from himself. <laughs> recycling ideas. Just recycling shit. But, um, which Sarah Michelle Geller was in this one. She's in this one too. She's I'm gonna get to her. As well, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get to her. I'm gonna get to her. Um. Yeah, but like in in this scene, in order for them to get out of the car, they had to pull the gate back and like get past the killer. Right. That's the only difference. And then come through the window. Yeah. He had to got to get past the killer. But I like this scene. It's like it's a lot of there's a lot of intensity in that scene. It's like a lot of like dread, a lot of suspense. Like like gave this gave me like old school like classic horror vibes. Yeah. Where it's just like you just trying to get around the killer. You know, you don't wow. know what's gonna happen. You don't know that motherfucker's wig. I remember I remember seeing that scene as a kid and just being like fucking terrified. I was like, yo, what if that motherfucker wake up? You know? Like, right. I'm like, no, no, don't wake up. Please don't wake up. I remember I remember saying that. I was like, no, please don't wake up. Please don't wake up but um <laughs> another thing i love in this movie i love speaking of throwbacks um i love that the original killer's mother billy loomis is the uh his, his, his billy loomis's mother mm-hmm. is one of the killers in this movie right i love that because it's like that's such a like a throwback to the first friday the 13th yeah, exactly. Because of uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because, like, Mrs. Voorhees was the killer mm-hmm. in the first Flat Friday the 13th because she was mad because they let her son drown and so she was out for revenge. You know, you've seen Friday the 13th. You know, you know the fucking deal. Yeah. But it's probably a movie we're going to have to fucking review here down the line also. But, uh... Which I actually find, you know, the best Friday the 13th was the actual the first, first one. one. Yeah. You don't like Jason Takes Manhattan? No! We not gonna do block off. <laughs> Knock no. his head off. <laughs> but, uh... The first one. <laughs> but yeah, man... But yeah, man, I lo- I love that I love that throwback. I was like, dude, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Now that's cool. Um, the second half of the movie is the best part of the movie to me because that's when the movie starts like picking up the pace and a lot of things like start coming together. Mm-hmm. You start putting the puzzle pieces together. A lot of things start amping up right. and stuff. So like I like the second half. The second half is the, is my favorite part of this movie. That's it for me when pros. Let's get into cons now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got some cons for you. I, it seems like I've been praising this movie a lot. You know, it seems like I've been praising this movie a lot, but I got some cons. They got some they got some things in here that kind of hurt me also. Oh, okay. Um this movie feels more like a WB show, you know. Okay. Yeah, this this feels like a WB show. Like the first movie, the first screen felt like a movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they downgraded down mm-hmm. for the sequel, and it's kind of shot like a WB show. It, it, it's is I mean you got fuck you got Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek in here at the mm-hmm. first at the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> <laughs> who were both on the WB at the time, you know? So, <laughs> and it was just like I was like, wow, there's a lot of WB shit going on here. <laughs> you know, look, <laughs> this looks this looks kind of fucking low rent and low budget. I'm sorry, it just does. Yeah, because she was doing Buffy. She was doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer at this yeah. time, man. I think she was probably like, and they were probably like in the fucking second season at this time, I think. But uh, second season, this is like second season Buffy. But yeah. uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> but, but another thing. Speaking of Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think we talked about this with uh, I know what you did last summer, but. I think we even talked about it while watching this movie. I was like, every time I see Sarah Michelle Gellar die in a movie, I feel sad. I know. You know, because she looks so innocent. You know, she looks so innocent and so sweet. You know, <laughs> I don't want her to die, especially in this one, man. It was just so... It was like for no reason at all. Like, I why? Yeah. I know, man. It was like, even in the... even in the, I know what you did last summer. It was kind of like, you, you saw it. It was sad, but you didn't really. I think see. she had like the worst death too. Like he, this <laughs> ghost face didn't give a fuck. I know, like, like in Scream Two, yeah, she had the worst. She had one of the worst. I deaths. mean, the death was like almost personal. She like, was are having, you mad because she's actually on a date or something? Like it was personal. I think she had one of the worst deaths. Uh, Jerry O'Connell, I think, right. had the worst death. Who? Uh, wait. Uh, he played the. He played a. Uh, he played uh, Sydney's boyfriend. Sydney's boyfriend, he had the worst death. I think he had the worst death. Cause the motherfucker got shot. I don't think he had the worst death. I think Sarah Michelle Geller had the worst death because he stabbed her. He, first of all, <laughs> he stabbed her the fuck so, up. I mean, first of all, he threw her through the window. Yeah. And then he stabbed her a couple of times. And then he threw her off the balcony. <laughs> so she died like three times. <laughs> 
I guess, yeah, I guess she, she did have the worst death. She had the worst death. That's how I was like, this had to be a crime of passion. Yeah. Like, this guy was angry at her, he like, you know. He really God took it out on damn her. damn it, you don't want to fucking go out with me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, man, I was like, yeah, I see her, I see her die. Like, you gave me the wrong phone number, bitch. Like, you know. <laughs> he picked up, he picked up the phone. It was like, Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, bitch, had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, man, I feel sad every time I see her die, man, because she looks so innocent and sweet looking, you know, so right. like, it sucks. But another thing that's a throwback to the 90s, in true 90s horror fashion, the black guy dies first. Yeah. The first ever death is a black dude is Omar Epps. Yeah. Omar Epps, when he got stabbed through the fucking ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that, I was like, I was kind of looking at them like, "Hey, <laughs> the black dude died first. Which was which was like the iconic scene too, yeah. you know? Because yeah, because that had been done before. If yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it parody and scary right. movie. Yeah, <laughs> but with a you know, right? Go see scary movie, folks. But uh, <laughs> you'll you'll see what. Uh, but yeah, man, I was just like, man, I was like, damn, they did that. Just like the black dude had to die. You know, like, come on, man. We get another black dude in Dwayne Martin, though, who's <laughs> doing his best discount Will Smith impression. Right. You know, like, he's doing all of Will Smith's stuff. Yeah? In this movie. Just talking about, hey, man, I heard about what the dude, I heard about your last cameraman, you know, man, he got goody. Got it, whatever. He ain't here no more. And then when um, uh, uh what's the uh the black girl Haley? Mm-hmm. With like uh, I think it's uh, when Sydney fucking smacks the shit out of Gale, right? And the and she was like, "Did you get, get that, that on film? Yeah, get that on film." And he's like, "Did you get that on film?" That was totally Will Smith. Well, I mean, they are friends, so that could probably help. So it's just. Get your own, get your own shtick. Well, well, maybe they spend a lot of time together. I mean, they were the reason why, you know, like, you know, his wife and him hooked up Will Smith and Jada. I understand that, but get your own shtick. You're not even that good at it. He's not even that good at it. He's not even that good at being Will Smith. You know what I'm I just thought maybe they picked up off each other because you know they're like close friends. It happens. I don't do shit that my friends do though. I mean, maybe you're different. I don't know. But, uh, that's how I feel. I don't know. He was, he was just being like a fucking discount fucking Will Smith here. Oh my goodness. Uh, Ghostface. You you ever noticed? In this, I just I don't know what it was about Ghostface in this in this movie. It was just, I was listening to, every time he had a phone call, Yeah. Ghostface had, like, the phone sex hotline voice. He did. I, I had to admit, I was like, I was like, Ghostface sound kind of good. Yeah. I'm not gonna like, lie. Hey, what you doing? Right. Oh, you eating popcorn? <laughs> Can I have some? Can I have some? That's gonna be the last popcorn you eat because you're fucking gonna fucking die, ho. You know, some shit like Even that. That yeah. part still kind of sounds good, too. I was like, I don't know why this voice box thing just. Yeah, makes... it goes face. Yeah, it goes face. I don't know if I should 
be scared of you or beat my dick. I don't know. It's like I don't know, or just you know, ask for a date. You know, <laughs> leave give the mask me, on when we do it. I don't know. You're giving, so. me, you're giving, <laughs> you're giving me mixed vibes, ghost face. Exactly. I'm sorry. You're giving me ghost vibes. It's just mixed vibes. Not it's, scary. You know, horny, uh, but not scary. <laughs> you know why? Maybe because one of the one of the ghost faces was a woman. Yeah, this time. It might have been it. I might. I probably cracked the code. I don't know. Um, let's talk about Jamie Kennedy as uh, Randy. He was he. He's one of the other characters that came back from the first movie, uh, the film geek guy. Uh, not as good in this one as he is in, in the first one. Matter of fact, he's barely even in this one. To be honest, he's yeah barely in the movie, and it was. He he's not as good as he was in the first one. I thought I think he was the standout character in the first movie. Me me personally, I think he did better. It's just he just toned it down. Like he was more mature. That's what more, I think. More mature, but yeah. yeah, I think he was like the standout character in the first movie. Like I was like Randy was the standout in the first to me. Yeah, he was. Um, I think it was a wrong choice to kill his character. Why? I just don't. I just don't feel like. Like, maybe you should have carried it out to, like, probably part three and didn't get killed. Yeah, because even... I'm not even going to talk about part three. We'll we'll probably we'll review part three probably some other time. Wow, it's probably a bad move. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but like, he's kind of like a fan favorite. You know, he's kind of like a fan favorite character. You kind of killed him. You know, I think he kind of should have been one of the heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he should have lasted till the end. Yeah, because he's like the tourist guy to his audience yeah. to this film. And you just killed, you killed the tourist him. guy. Yeah, he's kind of like the Avatar. Right. You know, he's the Avatar in this movie. You killed the Avatar. Right. So so now we're lost. Where are we supposed to go Where now? are we supposed to go? You know? um, speaking of, I was talking about the WB. A lot of WB act, acting in this movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of WB acting in this movie. Especially from uh, Jerry O'Connell and Nev Campbell. Uh... Nev Campbell as uh, Sidney Prescott and uh, Jerry O'Connell as I forgot her fucking boyfriend's name, but uh, I forgot his name. I think his name was Derek. Derek. Mm-hmm. Derek. Uh, that was his name. A uh, lot of just fucking WB acting from the both of them. They're just dry as fucking sandpaper. Mm-hmm. Felt like I was watching an episode of Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. You know, just straight up. Straight up from them. I don't I did feel that way. Yeah. But I was like, okay. It's just a lot of melodrama with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking melodrama. I was just like, stop it. Right. Uh, kind of bring that kind of brings down the first half of this movie to me, you know, because the first half of this movie is just too fucking slow. It is slow. It's slow. It's meandering. You know, this movie's too fucking long. You know, it has no business being this long. If you cut out that first half. You cut out that first half and give us that second half. Mm. Just that second half. You give us like probably the first 30 minutes. You give us like the first 30 minutes of the first half of the movie. And then you give us the second half of the movie. That'd be a solid movie. Oh, okay. But it's just like, it just starts to get slow and plotting and kind of like there's not much to plot about either yeah, too. It's, it's not much i mean like you 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 you're bogging it down with all this bullshit 
pretty much you're bogging it down um that's what i had to say about the movie you got your what you want to say yeah um it's pretty much the same like yours um uh, what I like about it was the beginning of the movie. I love the dialogue, the comedy between um, Omar and Jada. You know, they, these were these black couples that come to see a slasher film. And it's kind of like they break the fourth wall. They're like making fun of the slasher film ideology over sexualizing a white woman for no purpose at all. You know, while actually being in the slasher film, I thought that was pretty cool. And <laughs> and, and, and how they got killed in the beginning of the movie as, because they're black. You know what I mean? Right. So it was funny because they were talking about like the whole white ideology and how black people are always the first to get killed and they were the first to get killed in the movie that they're in. I thought it was clever. Right. You know what I mean? I I thought it was, you know, and it's actually, they got a lot of iconic performance, you know, that they've used a couple of times, especially when Jada, like you said, like Omar got killed in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and then Jada got stabbed up a couple of times and then she goes on 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 in front of the screening and then she just had this very theatrical scream oh it just falls down and just straight just die with her eyes open right bravo (laughs) fucking good acting right and and i thought it was genius because it was um they pretty much was making fun of it by actually using all its cliches in it too I, i really love that part right um i love the 90 fashion and the atmosphere. I'm not gonna lie. It had actually bring me back the good old days, how we used to dress with the spaghetti strap shirts with the sheer shirt over it. Just ugh. Oh and how I oh how I wanted to And the platform shoes. Pull those straps down. The the slack, low key, you know, low rider pants, bell bottles, the haircuts, you know. You know with the with the little part on the side and <laughs> you know you know if I would have you know if I would have known you back then you would have got taken down right probably so you know that probably like, so like you I probably, want you <laughs> probably so all this would have happened a lot earlier a lot earlier yeah right teenager pregnancy right exactly we were, we were teenagers so we were yeah we were like fucking 13 at the time or some shit yeah but right yeah. i also want to talk about sarah uh, sarah michelle geller i just have to say she really held down the late 90s did she or did she not like oh yeah you she cannot have the late 90s era <laughs> yes. without sarah michelle geller she's a, she's you a late can't 90s have it without her you she's just a, can't she's a late she, 90s all-star that is her era mm-hmm. okay like that suburban class late 90s era that's all her right you can't have it without her i love, love her Love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love that show. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like to talk about what you were explaining yeah. about how they were making a parody of their own movie 
through the movie Stab. Oh, yeah, Stab. Yeah. <laughs> when it was supposed to be like a bio of the actual event and what had happened. And it was just, it was, I love it. I thought it was, was incredible with the dry acting, the awkwardness of it. It was just, it was funny. And you had like, like a really good, you know, like a decent actor, which is Luke Wilson playing the part. And you also have like, you know, one of the, the iconic, you know, stars at the time, you know, Tori, uh, Tori Spelling, you know, yeah. so. Or as I like to, I just like to call her Aaron Spelling's daughter. Oh, right. is that shade? I'm sorry. I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought that was pretty cool using those two people right. uh, to just, just do terrible acting in that scene. I just thought it was funny. And I don't think Tori Spelling was trying to be terrible, but uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think Tori Spelling's a great actress. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, just no. I'm sorry. And then, like, like Luke, like Luke Wilson was just like just acting all dumbfounded and airheaded. I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah. And then you know Terry Spelling just being Terry Spelling on her part by yeah. while playing Sydney. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty funny. Right. Um, I want to talk about um, how the movie did a really good job hiding the second. Um, the second copycat killer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because you thought the second copycat killer was probably any and everybody but the mother. You know what right. I mean? And then you find it was Billy's mom. And it all makes sense of why why she wanted to be part of this and stuff like that. Because Sydney um, killed her son. And like you said, I actually, you know, believe it too, reminds me of uh, Friday the 13th. Right. And stuff like that. So she's crazy. Her son's crazy. So, you know, um, I want to talk about the killer you know, being a, like an athlete, you know, <laughs> like uh, like the, the killer, whoever, the stuntman, like right. very, because usually when you see slasher films, you don't really see the killer come at you with full force. They're always walking slow right. and you're the one running, falling all over the place. And then they jump in front of you out of nowhere and kill you. But this one comes at you like, yeah, he's not like a full force. He's not like a classic slasher like a like a michael myers right or jason Voorhees, right or like those guys just like walk after you right like he's like he's jumping off his shit he's the one that would beat your ass he'll punch you yeah he'll kick you <laughs> you know what i mean he will body slam your ass like this one doesn't play this one will square up before killing you you know what i mean so right that was that was i think that's what really made this movie extremely scary because you never saw a murderer came at you like that right you know what i mean it's like fast zombies now right 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 that's what it is yeah. yeah that i do there are some things that i do dislike but it's just like two things like i didn't like uh the killer's clump uh, clumsiness you know i actually didn't like you know he was but, a little he was a little bumbling too. You yeah. know, like he could slip over a banana peel and he just sell the shit out of that fall. Like, yeah. you know, just it was just crazy. And then you have um the the killer does seem irrational and or uh, unorganized too. You right. know what I mean? So right. it's like cause usually killers, you know, they really plot right to kill you and get you. Get you, yeah. 
this motherfucker just Ghostface just get get the knife and just come at you. <laughs> he don't really care who's watching, and he leaves no witnesses neither. So everybody got to go. You know? Everybody got to go. Right? Everybody got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I didn't like, um, I didn't like the track. That like the 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 music the tracks oh, that they like the used. Soundtrack. I didn't like the soundtrack that they used for the movie. It was quite lame. They had a lot of good music back in the day that they could have used, and I, they chose to use stuff I have never heard of. I don't know. It, it sounds lame, regardless. But I do like the uh, the theatrical background music. I did find it very fitting. Like they right. knew how to use the sound to really scare you spooky oh yeah or... that's from uh that's from uh danny elfman danny elfman's like a famous uh music director well he's spot on you know it's, like it's i think he did fitting. all like all the batman movies mm-hmm. and everything he's done a lot. danny elfman's done a lot he's very legendary in the game so right. uh, you know so right <laughs> so like if you were like if you heard like a score in a movie is most likely like danny elfman so well the score is amazing yeah it's just those lame-ass soundtracks that was did he did he he, he didn't do the soundtrack. Okay, oh yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I didn't even notice those songs. Actually, I just blocked those songs out of my fucking head. It was really. terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all you got. Yeah, that's all I have. That's all you got. All right. Well, I'm gonna give my. I'm gonna give out my. I'm gonna give out my score. You know, overall, I had fun with this movie. It was just like the runtime was a bit tedious. It brung everything down, brung brung it down. It was like real slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really picks up in the second half, and it's just a lot of like the WB acting just took me out a bit. But still had fun with this movie. I, I laughed a lot. Right. You know, I know that was probably intentions, but I laughed a lot, you know. So right. and so like that's how I, I kind of had fun with it. So I gave it a three out of five. Same thing. I was thinking about that three out of five. Give it three out of five. Pretty All right. Sure. Tell everybody what we're watching next week. It's your pick. Demon Knight. Yes. Next week we will be watching Tales from the Crypts. Demon Knight. Until next time, peace. Bye.